Welcome to episode of the Shane Every Podcast, motherfuckers. It is Shane, me, your gallant host, your loyal host, son of a bitch in the chair with Hammer Day Tejas. Hammer, how the hell are you? What's up, Shane? Doing well, man. Just dropped in at Zyrtec, ready to party. Oh, brother. It's that time of year, Dude. man. It's that fucking time of year. It's... I've been blowing... Is it... Is it... Is it bad up there too? It's so bad. Dude. I've been blowing snot rockets. You know, I'm blowing my nose in the morning, and it's there's blood residue because I'm so dry. And the roommate's looking at me half cocked, like I was doing cocaine. Yes, yes, that's what I was doing while we were all sleeping. I was lining up a few in the bathroom <laughs> and getting in. That's what I was doing. Welcome to fucking Tuesday in Connecticut. Like, what the fuck? Fucking <laughs> cut me some slack here, woman. I always remembered Shay. You you were you've always been like an elite nose blower. Yeah, I feel like you you yeah. always got good production. Oh yeah. Where I've had deviated septums over the years and sure. always struggled. And I, I always looked up to you, so I just wanted to throw that out there. Listen, decades of cocaine abuse teach you how <laughs> to really get out the bad. You know, bring in the good. You want to bring in the good. You want to kick out the bad. And that's, you know, that's actually something we should talk about in this podcast, like how to do cocaine over a prolonged period. You know, what it's like doing a couple bumps in a bathroom versus, hey, we're dedicated to this shit and we're going to get it in for the next 72 hours. And like how to do one nostril versus the next and, you know, flonase and all the tools we have at our disposal to help us inject, uh, ingest drugs, I should say. That's for a different pod though, Hammer, not today. That's not the Facebook. That's our other pod. That's a Patreon pod. We haven't, yeah, that's the Patreon. <laughs> that's subscribers only. Uh, that kind of shit. But I will. I'll do that, and I'll teach you all how to manufacture cocaine as well. I will do that on the Patreon. Speaking of Patreon, check us out. Uh, just Google Shane Irving Patreon. You'll probably find it. We have, I think we got like 75 bucks a month right now, Hammer. Wow. Yep. And I'll be playing pull tabs with that money, and uh, hopefully we hit something. Yes. Or playing some Kino, a little Kino at the garage. Could do that. Um, we got a pretty big, I don't want to say pretty big, we got a monumental show. There are headlines we're going to get to. There are questions we're going to get to. Producer John is manning the soundboard today for the first time ever. We should sound a lot better than our regular Zoom bullshit. Uh, with some edits, right, and some uh, things like that. We got voicemails, uh, and we got DJ of the Year updates. Um, can I lead with the DJ of the Year? Can I lead with that, Hammer? You may. Let's do it. Kanye West. That's my DJ of the Year, Kanye West. That's my nominee. Didn't, didn't, didn't we do him last week? Wasn't this last week? He said new shit, Hammer. This is a big deal. Wait, whoa, whoa. What has he said since last He said new shit. Kanye West went on a podcast and got even more anti-Semitic uh, than he was with DEFCON 3 with the Jews. Um, uh, yeah, he said, <laughs> uh, where, where did it go? Anyway, he apologized for DEFCON comments, but he also said that Jews run everything and he wants to buy Parler, the uh, social media app for uh i guess for trump fans i guess that makes sense and instagram kicked him, they kicked him off instagram too so dj of the year nominees. instagram kicked him off yeah 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 for what reason anti-semitic did he post something anti-semitic yeah jews uh, run the media run the world um all that shit Ooh. they kicked him off yeah. 
the White Lives Matter shirt. I just, I just got to nominate him twice. Is that okay? Am I allowed to do that? This guy, talk about a fall from grace. Look, Jesus Christ, man. Here he is, back in the news. Uh, is he going to go away? I mean, did, did, does he still have that deal with, like, Gap or... No, he backed out of the Gap it. deal. Probably too many yeah. Jews, right? Um, <laughs> <probably>. <laughs> when you when you when you're yeah when you're successful in entertainment or fashion or anything related to like business, <laughs> probably not good to right just go full anti Semitic. I mean, let alone the moral yeah heaven forbid wrongness of heaven it. Forbid. <laughs> right, right. He uh, not a good career move. No, big big bad move, brother. Uh, so that's one of my nominees for for DJ of the year. I'd nominate him twice All if right. I can, please. I would put him above Putin right now. Putin? Putin? What did I say that? Putin. Wow. I would. I would. Speaking of Ukraine, I mean, hey, looks like they're doing a pretty good job in the never-ending war right now. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, we've got to keep this thing going, man. Can't stop, won't some, stop. Some, some contractors are making money. I'm saying there's a lot of fucking consultants getting paid right now. Dude. A lot of oligarchs, too. A lot of McKinsey kids just getting rich. <laughs> I, I read something today. I don't know. I, well, I, I, heard, I, I heard yesterday that, like, it, what, maybe it was the beginning of the year, there was a 5% chance of nuclear war. This was, I think, through, like, Leon Panetta. Oh, great. Yeah, real fucking trust, now, trustworthy source. Right. Well, he, I guess he's, like, got some, like, think tank. You don't like, say. You, know. you don't say. Yeah. Color me shocked. And now it's at 20% mm. chance of nuclear war. So when you say nuclear war, let me ask you this. Let's say that Russia does a strategic nuke on Kiev and wipes the city out. But it's a strategic one where it doesn't wipe out like all of Ukraine or whatever. Does that mean that we then shoot nukes at Russia? Or does Russia shoot nukes at us and at Ukraine at the same time? Because they're you know, trying to get in front of the goddamn squirrel here. Or what do you think happens if they do do a, a, a tactical nuke? If they if they did a tactical nuke in the Ukraine, yeah, yeah. I I mean I we don't have an I mean what's our policy right? That's I mean, what I'm saying. We're on the no fly zone, like do, I guess someone gets trigger happy and that's the fear. Fly, like sh- shoots down a fighter jet or right, you know. And then they retaliate. I just, I don't want to, I don't want to shoot any nukes. Sorry. I'm just the anti-nuke guy over here. Real boring. <laughs> Real boring. Nerd. Fuck you. You're no fun, Shane you, Irvin. You fucking love Russia, you piece of shit. Uh, uh, enough of that crap, by the way. Let's pretend that's not going on. Uh, we got headlines. Cowboys, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the Longhorns. We're talking about the NFL in general, college football in general. And then we'll have questions of voicemail. So let's get the fucking cat out of the bag with the Cowboys lost, Hammer. You might be surprised by my reaction. Um, I'm not that upset. I think the Cowboys played themselves into a bad game via coaching, but also via some of the things Philly could do. Uh, you let Cooper Rush throw the ball 38 times. You will lose that yeah. fucking game, period. Uh, you ran the ball with some success. Uh, I think it was over 130 on the ground. Should have had a lot more. 
you should not have abandoned the run as late as they did. We lost by nine points, and Cooper rushed through three interceptions. I am not that upset. I think Philly's good. I think the Eagles are actually good. And I think if Dak Prescott plays in that game with Cooper's game plan, I think we win that game. Hmm. With Cooper's game plan. Not 38 throws. Not that. With Cooper's game plan. Like the game plan they went into, Cooper Rush, running the ball, play action, no turnovers. If Dak Prescott can stick to that game plan, if Kellen can give him that game plan, I think we can win that game in the fourth quarter. Absolutely. Yeah, well, I mean, if you take away the two interceptions, right? I mean, three. Those are hard. Three. Yeah, right. There was one mm-hmm. at the very end. Yep. Um, and so that, so I think there's the two, I mean, anytime you have three interceptions, I, I don't know what the percentages are. They're probably, you know, my guess is you have a less than 20%. If you're negative three on the turnover, yeah. you're just yeah. statistically going to have a hard fucked. time winning. You're fucked. I would consider not challenging on the CD lamb yeah. reach reception wow. as a turnover because it was stupid not to challenge that. It was clearly a first down. Can we talk about that? Can we just pause? Can I put a pause button? <laughs> yeah. So C.D. Lamb, it's third and six or third and ten or whatever the fuck it is. Third and three. I don't even know, honestly. C.D. Lamb catches the ball, stretches, leaps his whole fucking body over the first down marker and puts the football clearly on the other side of the yellow stripe we see on our TV, Right. Clearly across that marker. Clear. Clear as fucking day to anybody watching. They hurry up after that. They hurry up on fourth down to try and go for it, as opposed to saying, hold the fuck up, I'm challenging that spot. It was clear as day to everybody. The announcers, the ref they pay in the corner that drinks his vodka, everybody knew it. How the fuck did Mike McCarthy not see that? And why wasn't that a bigger plot line in the media coverage afterwards? It's pretty bad. Awful. Awful coaching there. But that's the kind of shit I'm talking about. God, fuck. You, you kind of have that, though, with, with – I mean, Mike McCarthy's not like an in-game no. guy, right? No. He's not a plus in-game No, player. he's known for his he's lack. neutral than negative. Yeah, he, negative. I would say negative. He's known for his lack of clock management. That motherfucker does not know how to manage a clock. Yeah, but – yeah, I mean, I, I'm not calling it a moral victory to lose by nine with all that stuff. No. But, you know, like, backup quarterback who clearly, like, freaked out. Outmatched. Right? I mean, yeah. they also were ha- – I mean, I under at one point I'm like, why are they having to make these throws, like, like 20-yard outs? Mm-hmm. I forgot what the other one was. But I guess at the end of the day, like, he's made some good throws the last few games. I just think you, you gamble like that. With the backup, you're never going to have a game like, or I just think in general, like four wins in a row for a backup, something like you're going to drop a game totally. and have a freak out like that. Totally, especially on the road at the night. Right, right. Against the unde- only undefeated team in the NFL. You're going to, that the probability of you laying one is, is increases dramatically, right? With those things, those contributing factors. That makes sense to me. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, I don't know. Dak coming back. I don't know if it's even right for him to come back against the Lions. I mean, how do you feel about that? Him coming back against a team we should beat with Cooper Rush. 
he's ready to play, put him in there. He's getting paid a lot of money. I totally agree. Put his ass in there. Put his ass the fuck in there. Let's get to work, dude. What's he making? 30, I mean, 40? It's, it's bet. So we played a lot. Yeah, 30 something. 35. I don't know. It changes every year, kind of how the contract structure. Mm-hmm. But um, we play we play lines, we play the Bears, then we have a bye week, right? Yep. Yeah, I think you got to get him the you got to get him in the game. You got to go to it over there. Going he, against a bad team, he has to beat the Lions. He has to beat the Bears. Period. He has to. You cannot. I do not need this controversy made up by the media and Jerry to keep swirling around. It's not fucking real. It never was real. It was Jerry fucking Jones spinning the media like he's done for 50 fucking years. And everybody fell for it. He will never start Cooper Rush over Dak Prescott. Not never. With it, yeah, I mean, he can. He's got too much money no, in it. To, no. It just doesn't make any sense. No, no, no. do that. No, it's fucking idiotic. And the rest of the NFL was kind of fun. The Giants won again. I still think they're fraudulent as fuck. Uh, I think the Eagles are good. And does the road go through Buffalo now? Chiefs go down. Buffalo takes them at Kansas City. Mm-mm-mm. Buffalo that was looks a good. fun game. It was a fun game. Buffalo looks good yeah. as fuck. They look real good. Is this the new Peyton Brady Ooh, matchup? That's the question everybody wants to answer. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love guys good, I love watching those two dudes play, to be fair. I, I do. I just fuck it. And I hate the NFL because of the, you know, the, the pain it's caused me over the decades that I've been alive. But watching those two motherfuckers go at it is, is that's must-see TV for me. It is must-see TV. <laughs> it is. They're good. They're fucking good. Um, that's all there is to it. College football. Let's go. Let's go college football. Can we talk about great? I mean, prop did great, greats. I mean, that two thirty slate was amazing. Hey, oh, I mean, I mean the two thirty, and then chase it with that USC. Oh, Utah that fucking game! game. That fucking that game, awesome. dude. Of course, of course, Utah couldn't cover, but they won. Pieces of shits that they are. Uh, <laughs> but what a fucking game that was! Hey, uh, my uh, fucking Penn State, Michigan. Holy shit! Longhorns, Iowa State. I didn't watch. I didn't watch any of that game. I mean, holy shit, man! It was it was pretty good. They ran. No, no, fuck no, no. It was not a good game. It was a, it was a Big Ten football game. Michigan ran for four hundred eighty fucking yards on the ground, dude. It was insane. Wow. That was insane to watch. In the first half, I think uh, Penn State was up by two, two freak plays. One with a quarterback running sixty five yards. It looked like he never ran sixty five yards in his whole fucking life combined. Uh, to get down to the two, and then a freak. It, 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 Penn State had no business in that fucking game at all, and Michigan made them pay for it. it they, I can't imagine running for 480 yards on somebody. That was fucking bananas. And Bama, Tennessee? Woo! That game. Yeah, so, that was good, huh? So the spread on that game, right, it opens at 7.5. Bama minus 7.5 at Neyland. It goes to eight and a half. So money's pouring in on Bama, right? That's the idea there. And then Tennessee ends up winning, winning outright, and obviously covers the spread. Everybody and their mama was on Tennessee. This is when college football is at its greatest. Everybody is rooting against Bama, right? 
Nobody wants Bama to win. Everybody's got their money on Tennessee, and they come through in the clutchest fucking way in the fourth quarter. It was just, it was exactly what you wanted to see in college football. This shit is what makes fans for life, games like this. I got two, 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 uh, two observations of that game mm-hmm. takeaways. One, is Nick Saban <laughs> losing the juice because – Losing his hair. That last – sure. Yeah. That last drive, he threw yeah. – and I know Bill O'Brien's offensive coordinator, but I'm assuming he can hear the plays and – Yeah, fuck play, yeah. You know, fuck yeah. Do whatever he wants. He, they threw three passes before they kicked that field goal and left – I don't know, what was it, 25 seconds left yeah. on the game clock? Good point. I mean, Nick Saban – Five years ago, doesn't do that. He runs the clock down. Good point. Kicks it. Gives him no. Ch- I mean, That's fair. You know, Hinder Hooker's a Heisman. Fuck yeah. You know, potential quarterback. Absolutely. With thirty seconds left in that offense, I was like, man, is he losing the juice? The other thing is, mm. and Joel Clatt had a video on this. I, I I thought about it in my head before he released the video, so I'll, I'll take full take credit. credit. Absolutely. Um, I looked at the scores at the end of. Saturday in the SEC at you know the Tennessee Alabama game was combined hundred points. Yep. Old Miss Auburn was up there. Yep. Um, LSU Florida, yeah, I think. Big was, time. I mean, is the like is remember when you would see scores like that in Big Twelve games and everyone would say, oh, you know, they just don't play defense, yep. and oh, now yeah. it's like, oh, yeah. oh what a you know. Yep. Clyde had a much like you know more succinct. Well, dude, take, you got but... you got Leach at Mississippi State now. I mean, they 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 I think they've given up on the theory of defense wins championships in the SEC. They want the fucking air raid. They want the fucking spread. They want the RPO. They want all that shit, and they want it now. And kids want to play in those systems. It's over. Their lies have come to fruition. Well, I think. You know, uh, one of our ex-coaches at UT, Tom Herman. So, say when <laughs> Ohio State beat Bama, Tom Herman was the offensive coordinator, and he tells he told a story about how Saban flew him down and was like, "What did you do?" And he just described he was like, "Dude, you got two hundred and sixty pound linebackers, mm-hmm. right? I just targeted the shit out of them because they can't move." And so. What, the net of it was like Saban's. The light went on around spread offense, right? Right. Hurry up, spread, air raid, whatever you want to call it. Modern offense, which right. the Big Twelve had been running for a long time. The Pac Ten and Pac Twelve had been running for a long time. <laughs> Some of the ACC schools. So I think the difference is that now these offenses are getting in the SEC, and it's not just like three yards in a cloud of dust. And, it, and people see you can't just have lockdown defenses on these types of offenses. No. You have to – you can't just play, like, man coverage, cover zero, no. like you're not getting three yards. Like, you have to play a different style of D that isn't – it's not bend but don't break, but it's 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 you're, you're seeding something. You're giving you're them the run. You're definitely trying to keep them in front of you. Right, right. 100%. And I just think it's funny how, like, the SEC's flipped now where you see these crazy scores. And then the Big 12 last year, a little bit this year, more so last year, turned it into this, like, run game yeah. defensive league. Yeah, especially you know, with teams like Baylor. It's funny watching. Yeah, it's funny how that shit works. Baylor, yeah. 
All these bastards. But, man, that USC game, I mean, they were uh, – oh. what a great – I mean, I, oh. I have a special place in my heart for Cam Rising. He was at UT for a year, transferred yep. out because yep. Sam was there uh, and he wasn't going to play. And I always I always liked the kid. He's just a quirky kid. You know, he, you just look at him. He's goofy. He's goofy, but he's a gamer. Dude. Oh, dude, he's a gamer. He's, I love watching Utah. I love how how it's a California kid, isn't he? He's a California kid. Yeah, 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 he's from California. But I love how Utah plays, man. Yeah, I mean, they just play with heart, and they usually have a better defense than they do this year. But um, that was a really fun that tight end that they. I mean, oh they my like god! Passes or something stupid, and legging through it too. <laughs> fucking hurt, getting off the field, getting back on the field. Fucking Kyle Whittingham making him get the fuck back out there like the program was filming or some shit. It, 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 that was a that was a high theatrics in that game. That was good, very good. It's so good to have a yeah. night game like that too. To have like an actual night game to to cap it off to be that fucking crazy is what you need on a Saturday. I want to end my night like that shit. Like could barely see straight. Don't know how much wine I've had, but holy shit, this game's incredible been amazing that's the deal man i mean that's what college football is on i don't ever watch i'll be honest with you i don't watch this i, I haven't watched a full sunday slate of nfl right. in a long time Me neither. and when i did watch it, i don't remember i don't i mean i remember watching the cowboys either the first or the second game and the other game was basically like you know for fantasy or sports betting purposes yep. i cared yep not like just as a fan of football College football, as a fan to me, take sports betting out, take fantasy out, is just a better – it's it's a better product. Totally agree. I, I, if I'm ranking sports, right, I'm ranking college football, baseball, boxing, and then NFL as far as what I like to watch. I love the Cowboys because I'm born and bred in this shit. But I'm not fucking tuning in to Thursday Night Football, Jags, Colts, or fuck. you know what I mean? Like, I'd rather watch fucking baseball or let the roommate watch the Kardashians or some shit. Like, I'm, I don't give a fuck about that game. The game does not mean shit to me. I'm going to watch Matt Ryan and fucking Trevor Lawrence. No thanks, dude. You're not getting me with that shit. I got to watch Russell Wilson fucking say, let's ride one more time, that corny motherfucker. I don't know. You're not catching me with that. I'm a Cowboys fan. I'm not an NFL fan. I'm just not. I do fantasy and I gamble and I watch those games. And probably that's why I suck so much ass at NFL betting. Now that we think about it, I don't watch enough of their football. Uh, speaking of NFL football, by the way, this was not in the headlines, so I'm going to spring this on you. Uh, can we talk about Dan Snyder, the Commanders, and Jim Irsay? What's going on there? Oh. Dan Snyder's. Poking the bear a little bit. So Dan Snyder came out and said, well, he didn't come out and say it. It's been the leaked story saying that he can, he has so much dirt on Roger Goodell and all the other owners, they can never get rid of him, yada, yada, yada. Because everybody wants to get rid of him because he's a piece of shit. But, you know, unlike, you know, the other owners in the NFL, like they're a bunch of fucking Boy Scouts or something, right? But today, Jim Irsay came out and said, I believe there is merit to removing him as owner of the commanders. There's consideration Ooh. that he should be removed. And this is all stemming from the investigation into Washington's years of alleged workplace misconduct and financial improprieties under Snyder, yada, yada, yada. 
Uh, Mary Jill White is investigating him or has investigated him already. She's a former U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York and a former U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission chairwoman. Uh, she is investigating right now. So the league requires 24 of 32 owners to approve such a vote, which has never been done. And it means they can force a fucking sell. They can say, Dan, go fuck yourself. You got to go. I mean, how entertaining is it for these billionaires to be fighting each other? I love it. I love this shit. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if anything comes out, like stuff gets getting leaked. You know, gets it leaked. has to. Something, the investigation has to get leaked. For <clears throat> Ursay to be the one to say anything, like this motherfucker skated on federal drug trafficking charges when they pulled him over in his Land Cruiser with garbage bags full of fucking Oxycontin and Percocet. The dude got a slap on the wrist and went to rehab. If you and I were pulled over in that same vehicle, we'd still be in federal fucking prison right now, mailing letters to our kids, hoping they remember us. Like for him to be the one, be like, listen, I think Dan Snyder's crossed the fucking line here, Jim. Like, what the fuck? Dan must be doing some bad shit. Real bad shit. Man, I wonder what Jerry's doing. Oh. Batting down the hatches, signing uh, non-disclosure uh, agreements, or what? What's the over-under on the amount of NDAs <laughs> that Jerry has signed? Oh, man. I mean, we know he's got at least one or two at the... One of the, his, remember that? His kids, yeah. his love his children. Tri- love child. Yeah. He's got at least one love child. He's got at least one that's come forward. He definitely has more than one. He's probably outlived a couple of them. Um, over under on Jerry and NDAs. I'm going to put the number at 1,000. <laughs> I'm, I'm not kidding. I'm not, I think that's a fair number. And I, I, that's a, Jerry's 80, dude. He's been doing this shit. Like, he's been a dirtbag forever. He's been doing this. He was. Tw- Jerry would get canceled if he showed up today. Immediately, he wouldn't be Jerry. Do you think he's like? You think he's like Trump, where if like you walk into his, his like house or his office, he's like signing an NDA? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Fuck yes, absolutely. Remember when Trump was like having everyone in the White House sign NDAs? <laughs> oh, you're an intern. Okay. Sign the NDA. Shut the yeah. fuck up. Sign it. You're the sec- secretary of state. NDA. <laughs> Sign here. Sign here. Sign you say you're the highest diplomat in the United States Foreign Service. Sign the fucking paper. Sign it now. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah, he, he definitely did that a lot. Uh, yeah, NDAs. Oh, the the one thing I was gonna say though, uh, I I didn't mention it when we were talking about the Cowboys. Is that um, I know we were texting about this, but that during the game because we're like, how do we stop? How, how do we stop this? That RPO game they were running on uh, Micah. Parsons. Yeah, we got to talk about that. Where they were just, they were leaving him. Motherfucker. They were just leaving Unblocked, him open. Leaving him unblocked. And then they right. were reading. It was a zone read RPO yep. off him. And they burned, yeah, they burned him how many times? How many times did they burn him on? Yeah. Five, six? I don't know. But my thought, because I'm an angry dumbass and have been drinking, was that Micah has to crash down on the quarterback every fucking time and make him pay for the RPO. But that's the old school shit I learned in Pee Wee. You know what I mean? That's, there's no evolution that I have there. It's just punish, punish, punish the quarterback and make him rethink that proposition. But what what do you do besides that? I mean, someone's got to roll over it. Like you were saying, Hammer, you were saying, the one saying zone. Go back on that. 
Well, yeah, the, so that so UT was running a variation of that against OU a few weeks ago, and we're just can't. Oh, you had no answer for it. I mean, we were just yeah. It's because what you're doing is you have you have the handoff if if the and like Micah if he goes to the quarterback, hand it off. Now, if he crashes down on the running back, then the quarterback takes it out, and then you have you have a um, a flare out out of the backfield and then you have like that trailing kind of jet sweep behind right. it. Right. And we were either just hitting that, the, the flare to the running back or we were hitting the tight end or another wide receiver who was doing the jet sweep. We played Iowa, you know, we played Iowa State last week and we tried to run that play the first like series or two and they completely shut it down. Yeah. What they did is they ran zone. So you just, you, you basically just sit, like you have like a linebacker that just kind of sits out there like outside of that end waiting for the flare out, you know, to disrupt. And then you have like a corner that's sitting on that, um, the next kind of, because it's a three level. Yeah, so anyways, yeah. they, that, that was the recipe. And then, yeah, they, they weren't trying to like kill yours or the quarterback, but um, they were just trying to kind of slow, like you kind of play it like in the middle. You okay. don't crash, yeah. you don't go after the quarterback. It's, that seemed to be how they, they're just a really smart defense. That seemed to be how they play. And then the reason I was looking at and then I started looking at the schedule for the Cowboys, you know, they played Justin Fields uh, in two weeks. Uh, I mean, he could he could do that same thing. Dan Quinn's got to have David an answer. Montgomery. Dan Quinn's got to have an answer for it yeah, by then. We've got to get an I answer I mean, that was that a third down now. gimme, though. Every time they wanted it, they took it. And that was a nine. Like, there was no answer for it. They had him every time. But if you're Micah, I mean, what the fuck do you do besides you can't just be a sitting duck there. You got to hit somebody, right? Am I crazy? You got to hit a motherfucker. Well, with as explosive and fast as he is, I think you do. You just have him hit the quarterback. Yeah. So thank you. you, you Hello. Don't, you don't have him make a read or try and slow play it because players in the NFL are too, like Quinn Ewers is not Jalen Hurts, right? Mm-hmm. Like Quinn's like, I'm doing, I'm like getting rid of this ball one way or the other ASAP, right? Yeah. Whereas Jalen Hurts is like, I'll take it. I'll run with it. You know? Totally agree. Oh, man. You got some, uh, We'll get back to what we were talking about, but I got some questions I want to I want to lay down the line here, Hammer. If you're all right with that, okay. Um, all right, this is from Senor H. Was watching Utah, USC, Benetti, and Brock were on the call, and I've watched games they've announced. They have been incredible. Benetti lays things out simply and gets out of the way for Heward, Brock Heward, to do his thing. What announcer teams now and in the past have you thought elevated the watching experience and on the verse side made the game unwatchable? P.S. As Bruce Lee was famously once quoted, if you have two announcers, you don't have one. Well, there you go. I mean, that's Bruce Lee. Uh, (laughs) I would say my favorite announcers of all time. Oh, this is going to be a tough one. I will say this, Pat Summerall and John Madden, my dad hated with a passion. He would turn on the Cowboys radio game and time it, you know, he would turn on, the, he would mute the TV and turn on the radio. That was it. He hated uh, Summerall and Madden. I loved them. I thought they were fucking great. And I think they definitely enhanced the viewership uh, with the circles and the drawings and all that shit. Big time. 
But I would say probably my favorite sportcaster in the world uh, is Tom Hamilton. He is the radio play-by-play announcer for the Cleveland Guardians, and he's fucking incredible. I love the guy. He's a radio dude. Mm. I listen to his feed whenever I watch Guardian games on the MLB app. I'll put it on radio and just fucking listen to it. He's he's incredible. One of the best that's ever done it. What about you, Hammer? Um, so I would say at any level for football, I really like, and probably people outside of Texas won't know this name, Craig Way. Mm. So Craig Way does all the UT play-by-play on the radio. Um, and then he does all the state champ- high school state championship games. Not all of them, sorry. He does, I think, the, the six A's. He used to do all of them. Um, I just really, I just really like his cadence and he does, he's not a mush mouth kind of rambler. Oh, yeah. Um, Keith Jackson to me. <laughs> Fuck uh, yeah. I mean, Fuck he's yeah. He's pretty, he's pretty epic, dude. Keith Jackson. Keith Jackson, Vern Lundquist. Vern is a fucking man. Vern. Vern. Uh, DFW. When Musburger would slip and talk about lines. And <laughs> Al Michaels. Al Michaels. Musburger. Al Michaels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do, I, I do like um, I do like Joel Klatt. Klatt ain't bad. Klatt ain't bad. Bro, by the He's way, he's pretty good. Brock and Benetti are good too. I'll agree with with senior age. Brock and Benetti are good. They're good. I like them together. Brock's just very like this. Like he went, you know, in that Utah game, mm-hmm. he came strong. Yeah, he like, did. What are we doing? Yeah, here he did. On these targeting, he gets mad about that this shit. Even, I, I was like, I was like, are they gonna shut him off? Like. He gets is that, mad. Is the NCAA going to, like, assassinate him? Are going to pull his fucking you know? cord? Right, right. Dude, like, but I, I, shit. the person I really – I don't really like Gus Johnson. No. I just feel like he's too – he's just all over the place. What do you do with it's the t- – what do you do with the low-scoring game that's a blowout with Gus Johnson? Like, what is he there for? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Right. Why is he – does he just walk <laughs> off the screen and say, fuck it, I'm going to let somebody else do this shit? I'm not. I'm not the biggest fan of Gus Johnson. No. Yeah, I like the. You know what? I, I was listening to earlier um, in the season because I was in the car. Was um, the the Dallas Cowboys? So they got Babe Lock from Bird, yeah, and then um, uh, Brett. What's the guy's name? Brad Champ. Brad Champ. I like those guys. Yeah. Like they're like they're Brad Champ's like quirky. Dave Lockmer, for those of you who don't know, he was Troy Aikman's backup mm-hmm. for a little bit. Go, babe. Back in the day. Um, I, radio announcers to me are – that's where kind of the elite talent Totally comes agree. If you're, not, if you're not like a face, right? It's all about the next, voice. Like, it's all about the voice. Big time jack. Yep. Yeah. And what you can fucking describe. Dude, but I, I mean, I know this is a little homerish, but like Romo is pretty interesting. Romo is awesome. Some people Romo get, is awesome. Get annoyed yeah, by it. But I, I think it's great. I I love him breaking shit down. I love him predicting plays. I love that shit. I'll tell you who I fucking hate, which is what this podcast is really about. I hate Joe Buck, and I think he's a fucking piece of shit. Oh, and an, I can't stand uh, he Joe is Buck. the worst big time announcer in the history of big time announcers. He only has his job oh. because his daddy was amazing at it. If you listen to any other Mac game or Liberty versus fucking South Alabama, you're going to hear better announcing. The dude is monotone and dead, and he should not have his job. If his name 
was Joe Banks, he'd be delivering fucking pizzas in St. Louis, Missouri. Like, he ain't shit. He is not good. And I'll never forgive him for what he did to Randy Moss when Randy Moss pretended to pants the Green Bay Packer fans. I will never, ever forgive him for that shit. Ever. I don't give a fuck how many interviews he does or how many fucking, you know, tours he goes on about his new book and all these things that he's changed. Fuck Joe Buck. Fuck him forever. Hail Randy Moss. What do you think about Herb Street? Kirky? Kirk. Biggest name in college football, that's for sure. I like Kirk. I like Kirk. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I say Kirk. He's doing NFL now. Yeah, it ain't bad. Is this his first year doing NFL? As far as I know, yeah. You know what they got to do? They got to put okay. Lee Corso. They got to put the bed, dude. Um, that's fucking I, I elder abuse, a, bro. It's terrible. What they're doing to him? Like, putting him out. Hey, hey, hey. Guess what? He's falling the fuck up. That's like... Would you want your grandpa? Dude, you like, want your grandpa out there doing that shit? It's like weekend at Bernie every time. I mean, he's morning. got enough money for a fucking <laughs> nurse. Like, let him sit at home with the nurse and watch the games. There's no reason to keep trotting oh. him back out there. Home Depot needs to make another buck off of this motherfucker. Leave him alone. Set his ass home. It's sad. Like, he's going to have a fucking stroke on TV. We're going to all watch his shit. Fucking weirdos. Anything to make a buck, Hammer. Uh, one more question. Uh, we've got a question about gingers. There we go, of course. Mm. Senor Pipes, once again. Uh, hey, fellas, I was out last weekend with a buddy having some libations at a bar, and we had a ginger waitress. Mm. My buddy told me he's extremely attracted to redheads. All right. He then tells me that redheads might be going extinct in the next hundred years as they are becoming more and more scarce. I did some research. Some say it's true. Some say it's don't. But most outlets do agree that there is a way to eliminate gingers forever. And that is by forbidding them to reproduce. <laughs> so my question is, how do we stop every ginger on the planet from ever having sex again? Hmm. Well, I think what you're talking about is genocide, right? We, yeah, they, you're right. Yeah, they all got to die. That's it. Yeah, that's the only answer I have. Murder by the millions. I don't know if I want all gingers to go extinct. I think there's a place in this world for people that won't participate in the afterlife. And they have their place in this world. We just don't have to deal with them in, in the forever. You know, that's kind of the benefit of... Uh, Going to heaven, you'll never have to deal with a ginger again. Benefit of going to hell, too, I guess. You know, they're not going to be there, neither. They're just dead, man. They die, they die. I don't know how much help they need in dying. You're, you're the expert, yeah. so I will, I'll let you take this. got one. it all over my family tree. It's everywhere. It surrounds me. My mama's a ginger. <laughs> mama's a ginger. I got ginger cousins. I got ginger aunts. No ginger uncles. No male gingers in my family tree, now that I think about it. Oh, All females. The mark of the beast, Hammer. Mark of the beast. Um, all right. We got some voicemails. Producer John uh, is queuing it up. We got uh, C2, right? C2 coming up. He's got a uh, he's got a question for us, Bo. Where we go? Shay Hammer, this is C2 in uh, Salado, Texas. Great question for him. Hammer said that, uh, you know, to listen to your local sports guy. So I wanted to get Hammer's input on who he listens to down in Austin. I'm right outside of Austin. 
and the local sports radio sucks. The Horn or whatever, and uh, Bucky Godbolt or whatever, they're all a bunch of dumbasses. So I'm curious uh, who Hammer wishes to down there in Austin. Am I missing something? What's going on? Thanks, guys. Keep doing what you're doing. Love the show. There you go. There it is. Yeah, those guys do suck. He's totally right. Uh, I sorry for the confusion. I didn't mean to listen to like. Uh, although you know, I, when I lived in Dallas, I did like the ticket. I don't know what the tickets like these. Me days. neither. The ticket was amazing. Yep, the ticket was fun. Um, I mean, that, I could listen to ticket all day. Awesome sports talk radio had some good folks on but now that those people have all moved to uh the interwebs mm. um and are doing and do, probably doing a lot better um i my suggestion is not probably radio it's more so if you're a a&m fan ut fan you're an Ole miss fan go join one of the local or one of the like you know sites right like i you know shay you and i we we like inside texas yeah. for ut big time for ut athletics yeah. To me, that's where you're going to get the best and most valuable information. Not, um, yes, not like from the Austin American Statesman, which is no. dog shit, yep. right? Um, who, like, by the way, didn't didn't vote for Vince Young for uh, unfucking believable, uh, unbelievable. <laughs> just trying to make yourself like, a go, part of the fucking story. That's it. Just terrible. So I would go find you know whether it's you know on Rivals or twenty four seven. Uh, on three is kind of the new the guy that started um, rivals then started the twenty four seven and his new company is on three. Yeah. There's good there's good like local school athletic you know forums or whatever. That's where I get you know most of the good content that that I enjoy, uh, whether it's football, basketball, baseball, because um, they 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 have the context of your team, whereas the national media lacks the contest. They, they look at headlines, they look at scores, and then they have their takes based off that, not on, well, Hey man, did you know that like we had three guys that got knocked out of the game or, you know, that's, I think it's like, you deserve that with all the information out there and the talent, you deserve like a nuanced, Discussion around your sports. Team, I would, not yeah, some hundred percent dumb hot take. You know, hundred percent. I would, I would encourage everybody to follow local beat writers too, like your local yokels. Follow them on Twitter and subscribe to their fucking newsletters. Honestly, that's what I do. I follow all these weirdos and I listen to all these dumb podcasts. And I get like, for example, South Bama. South Bama's at home this weekend. I've been. Hammer, I don't know how long. Well, shit, man. I've been on South Bama for like a decade now, right? Sunbelt. I've been all over oh, this. Love I fucking guys. love the South Bama yeah. Jags. I, I, I read them inside and out. I follow all the announcers on Twitter. I fucking I get their pregame material. I do all that shit. I love them this weekend. Actually, not this weekend. Thursday. Thursday, they're playing. They're hosting Troy. Troy just lost to Texas State. Lost me a bunch of money. Uh, Bama's covered, I think it's fucking five weeks in a row now. Um, I love them. I love them here. And I love Fade and Liberty in this spot, too. I, I'm just saying, you got to follow what you know. Know what you follow. Uh, we got one more uh, voicemail. I think it's uh, Mr. M, as in Mad Cat. Uh, Producer John, we got that one going. Hey, Shay, this is Michael. I was calling to ask if you and Hammer have any memories 
uh, the night that the Vince Young Longhorns won the national yeah. championship. Uh, if either of you or both of you remember where you were, how many drugs that you each had yeah. done, uh, although Hammer's a little uh, quiet about that kind of thing, uh, and what your overall memories are of that night in the following 24 to 36 hours. Thanks a lot. Oh, Hammer, we were together on that night. We were. We were with Burbank, I know. too, weren't we? We were. We were at, uh, I don't want to say their name. Was it my but, house? Whose house uh, was it? No, it was at, at uh, your, your well, who was your next roommate's house. Oh. And then he, he married his roommate's sister. Right. Right. That's where, remember? Right. Now I remember. Which is pro- that's an interesting story, thinking back. No shit. Know, you marry your roommate's sister. That was, that is, that was um, we should probably touch on that after this. Um. <laughs> we were in their basement. That's right. We were in the basement in Minnesota. I know. We were in St. Paul, Minnesota, uh, watching it with Burbank, who was a diehard Trojan fan. Um, and that was fucking incredible. That, I... I try and think about how many times I've been happy in my life. And my kids being born, obviously, is up there, you know, like, yeah, uh, getting married is not that big of a deal. But the kids helped. (laughs) But watching Texas, (laughs) not just Texas, watching Vince Young, you know, the quarterback who couldn't throw straight, right? Uh, Watching that dude do what he did on that stage really made me completely happy, fully happier to pick and shit. I agree, man. It's up there. Kids, you know, Vince Young. marriage man. or wedding day. Wedding day, yeah. Wedding day. Uh, I, I mean, I remember watching the Cowboys win the Super Bowl. Uh, it must have been 12. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Yeah, 11 or 12. Uh, and remembering how cool that was, but I didn't have the history. No. Right. I mean, I, no. I, I watched the Cowboys when I was younger, but I was, you know, I, I mean, I, I was there when Vince Young came out and took his first snap, wow. right? At DKR. Uh, and uh, everyone, you know, I mean, he was, I mean, everyone knew who Vince Young of was. Of course. He was the number one recruit, yeah. you know. Uh, and then I remember they basically changed the whole offense yeah. to what he ran in high school. Had to. Which is the best thing Mac Brown ever did. 100%. Instead of force them into a fucking box, right? Instead of force them into what, whatever Greg Davis bullshit. <laughs> Fucking Greg Davis. You bring up Greg Davis. Three, three yard screens on third. Wide receiver bubble screen. Uh, Run it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, dude, I, I mean. I try and put myself back in that place, yeah, yeah, yeah. especially the last twelve years, <laughs> to remember what it you know what it felt like. And uh, I don't know, man. I, I want to feel like that again. Yeah. You know, I'm not having any more kids. I got snipped. Good man. Right? How was it? I don't know how I'm going to feel like that again. Yeah. Yeah. Drugs will help. Drugs definitely help me. Uh, how was the snipping? How was the <laughs> snipping? How, what was the recovery time of the snipping? <laughs> So, snipping is a good, you know, um, either, what is it, rivalry week of college football, the first week, 
NFL playoffs or the first weekend of the NCAA March championship. That's, how, that's where you got to – when you got to get – Genius. Because it's a good – you can stretch it to three, right? I mean, when the doctor's like, it's probably going to be – it's maybe two or three. I was like, honey, it's probably three. <laughs> and the doctor nodded. That's right. And I tipped him. That's right. And, uh, yeah, you just get a – you know, you get your uh, – uh, a sack of frozen peas. and So did I know. give you a shot in your balls to numb you, or how does that work? Yeah. They, yeah. Oh, fuck. They, they better. No, they I don't. know if they put you on drugs. They're going the wrong guy. They put you on drugs. Like, you know, you get a fucking they, gas they, mask. Sometimes, I'm trying to think, like, I think they may have gave me, like, a Xanax. Nice. Um, the place. Xanax and a shot so of tequila. <laughs> Well, no, no. See, that's where I was going. The guy I went to got his done in like Galveston, and they had a mark. He told me he's telling me this as his hands are on my balls. He's about to sniff some shit. He's like, he's like, oh man, let me tell you, when I got mine done in Galveston, they had a margarita machine. Amazing, in the amazing. Um, so yeah, it it hurt. I mean, you, there's like that everyone every guy that's had that's been stiff knows I'm telling there's that yank. Ah. That yank that happens. And that's when you're like, you know what? Life's going to be a little different. Is that your manhood was leaving you? What is that? What how do you equate that yank to? What do you equate it to? Uh, it's a little bit of that. Mm. Mm. You know, I struggled with like yeah, I mean, I, you know, but, these are the conversations you dread having with your wife when she brings it up. But it's like, hey, look, what if you got in a car accident, you know? And uh, I want, you know, and then she yells at you and you sleep on the couch. But that's what you think about. Totally. A little bit. Yeah, what, what's my second wife going to say about this? There's no way. She's right. She's very upset. Now, you can't. I, I have a cousin that got his reverse. Oh. And uh, I actually just saw him and his... I think he's 13 or 14, a product of a reversal. No shit. You get him reversed. You get him reversed. That's yeah. Good. Or you can just not get him at all. But I, I, I you know, I, I had my, I got a lab. Uh, he's almost two. I got him snipped. He's basically like on serotonin. All. I mean, he has no, he just <laughs> sleeps. It's like he, he has nothing left in his soul. <laughs> He just got fat and, like, watches TV on the couch. Oh, he's just fat. He lays around. <laughs> he just – but, you know, I mean, that's – I guess that's what happens to dogs when you do – luckily, I mean – dog and you, boy. We're not as bad. Right, right. Yeah, well, still not snipped. I don't think I'm having any – You're not? No. Uh-uh. Nope. Whoa. Not snipped, brother. Nope. I don't know if I will get snipped either. The roommate doesn't want me to. Really? She's not pushing it. She's like, what happens if, you know, we got to repopulate the earth because of the nuclear war that is coming? Really? I have no idea what she's talking about, okay. but I'm like, oh, I'll take that shit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, what about that? Huh? What about? She thinks it's weird. She's like, I just don't want you getting snipped. She's weird. I think it's definitely like a testosterone thing. Like, she doesn't want me to turn into a bitch, which I'm not saying that happens, but she's not exactly. Mm. You know, she's smart. I love her to death. But she's got different ideas in her brain than the regular people, I should say. She married me. What the fuck do you expect? Yeah. Case in Yeah, the roommate's a little crazy. Hammer knows. She's a little crazy. Um, all right, that's our fucking that's our fucking show. I'm gonna a couple more things. 
uh, leave us a voicemail, 203-293-6365. It's also on my Twitter. Uh, that's Shane Irving. Hammer is at Hammer de Tejas. Uh, Patreon, we appreciate all the fucking support. Thank you all. Uh, keep doing it. Last thing we want to do is sell our soul to the advertisers, but we fucking will. We fucking will. Oh, Hammer, you got anything left? Oh, I just saw on the Twitter machine. Uh-oh. Did you see this thing about Jermaine Burton? Oh, my God. Him hitting that woman? Yeah. What are they going to do about that? I don't know. It's a... It's a I, I mean, I think... I, I think he could get arrested. He should. He, he fucking punched a girl in the head. Like a bitch. Yeah. Like an asshole. You know, but it... It's not not making an excuse, but I mean, you have students and fans like Russia feel like that stuff is gonna happen. I would imagine. Yeah, you gotta you gotta learn how to lock it the fuck up. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't excuse it. I guess the point I'm saying is, um, you know, at what point do they start holding these schools more accountable? Yeah, good luck. Well, did you see? I mean, I. I, I get it if it's Tennessee, you haven't beat Bama in 15 years, but like Texas Tech rushes the field like they beat like a fucking, you know, <laughs> beat Iowa State. Five yeah, school. They beat Houston, they were favored in their rush field, yeah. and they beat Texas, they rushed the field. I mean, that's a little, like, I understand every like 15 years, but like, you know. I think the tech guys, they just like to party, man. Oh, they yeah. They just want to, like, break some shit. Throw tortillas you know? and fucking drink whiskey. Woo! <laughs> That's weird, man. Did you, by the way, I know I said the show was over, but did you see Tennessee crowdsourcing the fine for the for the field goal? Did you see that? I, I, I did. I, I guess uh, I, it, it's interesting because I thought, well, don't. I mean, I guess someone's got to pay for it, right? <laughs> maybe the school with $1.8 of their endowment can fucking maybe pay that. Come on, Hammer. Uh, that's, I would assume you got a slush fund or something. Come on, or... Hammer. That's fucking, that should right? be illegal. You should be arrested for even asking. Your endowment is literally $1.8 And you're fucking trying to get money out of your fans who already paid through the fucking nose for your merchandise and your tickets and your beer and your concessions. They already paid through their fucking nose. And you're asking for more because you need 150 grand for the goalposts? Get the fuck out. Get fucked. Fuck you. And every media member in that fucking room should be asking why the fuck they thought that was a good idea. That's trash. That's 100% trash. Fuck that. Fucking losers. Yeah. Oh, I know we're trying to wrap this thing up, but it just reminded me. I was listening to uh, Full Drive or whatever on ESPN College Radio. You're listening to that? No. It's Dusty Dvorak and uh, Danny Cannell, maybe? Okay. Anyways, they had some, you know, guy on, some thought leader in college football. And... Um, you know, he was really pushing this idea of three SEC teams potentially going in the playoffs. If, all right, so here, here, here's the rundown. You know, this is – if you're a college football fan, you know, you can spend all day thinking about stuff like this. But So Tennessee plays Georgia. Yeah. Let's say Georgia beats Tennessee. One loss, Tennessee. I'm listening. One loss, Tennessee. With a Bama win. Georgia yeah. – 
Right. Georgia beats – or uh, Alabama beats Georgia in the SEC championship. In the championship. Okay, got it. Is Georgia have a loss? So then – yeah, Alabama just beat them. The uh, that's the only loss they have, though, is a championship game loss. Correct. I okay, got it. This guy was making a point that there should that what with what we know today, mm-hmm. all this could change, mm-hmm. right? But if that happens, that you should have all three of those teams in the playoffs because they're the three best teams. Damn. Which it seems like it is a li- there is a little bit of a flaw. I don't know if it's a flaw in the system, but and D- Dusty Dvorak was basically like, no, man, like. Like you got to give other conferences a shot. I disagree with that logic. I don't agree with that logic. If, yeah, and then he, then the other guy called him like a communist. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it got me thinking. Like it's like we're starting to get that time of year where you start going through those scenarios, right? And what what happens if you've got a one loss USC team right. that wins the Pac twelve? The Pac twelve. Right. You've got a one loss. Michigan or Ohio State that wins the Big Ten, or a one-loss TCU, right? And I think a lot of that could happen, right? Totally. And then you have that situation goes down. You now have six potential teams vying for four spots. TCU is losing to Texas Tech this weekend, so that ain't going to fucking happen. Uh, I think they play Kansas. Don't they play Kansas State? Kansas State plus three and a half. Yeah, you're right. Never mind. Yeah. I don't think that anyone's going to come out of the Big 12. No, fuck no. I just think we're all going to like, coming down the stretch here, I think. See, we're, I'd be surprised if there's another be a team. No, not going to happen. But a one-loss, a one-loss Pac-12 champion, do they get in over a one-loss Tennessee or a one-loss Georgia? That's a good question. I think the Georgia and Tennessee. One, yeah, one loss USC or a one loss. What about UCLA? Yeah, they won the Pac-12. Yeah. yeah. I mean, UCLA looks pretty good. Pretty, pretty. Yeah, they do. They're six-point dogs this weekend, too. It's fucking weird as shit. In Oregon. Yeah. That's a great game. Weird. Then you've got two undefeated teams in Syracuse and Clemson are playing it on the 11 o'clock slate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a three thirty uh, game. UCLA Oregon. That's going to be a weird. Texas Tech is who's they're going to beat West Virginia. They're holding West Virginia at home minus six and a half. Texas Tech all day. Love them there. Love this spot. What's what's the spread? Six and a half. Tech is laying six and a half at home. Three o'clock game. Yeah, West Virginia's not a good team. No, when they just beat Baylor, I, they're up for that. They're going to have a letdown here. Now, did you see the line in the the Texas Oklahoma? Yep. So Oklahoma State yep. just lost brutal game and over double overtime. Yep. Their eleventh ranked UT squeezed by Iowa State, and Texas opened at minus three, and now they're at six minus and a half. Seven? Six and a half. Yeah. Six and a six half. Six and a half. Makes no sense to me. <clears throat> well, so I dug into that a little bit. I was at that Texas game. Yeah. Iowa State's always had a really good defense. They've always give UT problems. Always. Well, they beat us three years yeah. in a row. Texas, three years in a row. Texas was a total letdown game. You know, Quinn missed a wide open TD. Yeah. He had a wide receiver drop a wide. Like, you know, all this stuff happens. We get that 
you know, turnover at the end. People are like, oh, it's lucky. It's like, all right, I guess it's lucky that you make plays, right? Sure. That's how the game's played. Now, if you dig into, like, you ever look at, like, the, like, advanced stats for college football? So if you get into, like, the nerdy stats guys, like, they think they have Texas as, like, a a top eight team. I know, like, with Quinn playing quarterback, the stat nerds start freaking out about the efficiency of the offense and the scoring. It's the efficiency of the offense. And and the efficiency of the defense, which to me is a little weird, is weird. because Texas just basically lets people do 10, 12 play drives. Right, no, right. But they, but it, right, but it's like they allow something like, you know, four yards per attempt or player. I don't know, something that's like a top, you know, 10 metric. Or, anyways, so I, I was on Inside Texas wrote a whole article about this and how that's why they think. And well, the other thing is too. Uh, Spencer Sanders might be out. Oh, well, I mean, what hurt. the fuck? That would make a big difference. He was, I don't know if you noticed even that game. I mean, he was yeah, like he skipping the ball. Any ball outside the hash, he was skipping. You know who the backup quarterback no. at Oklahoma State who? is? Mike Gundy's son. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Isn't that great? Let's go, Gundy. Let's go. Let's go. Here's the game. Dude, if his ah, son if his son plays, Jesus, like, I didn't know that, that at all. That on Oklahoma State. I mean, Gundy's an amazing coach. Oh, he's the best. Man. If his son's out there, he's gonna like he's gonna like stay up for seventy two hours on trucker speed, like <laughs> making sure they win that game. Give me the nice shards, bitch. I got a twelve hour drive. <laughs> Need the see through shit. Yeah. All right. Woof. Speaking of that, that's our show. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, Do all the things you're supposed to do. Like and subscribe. Follow us on the Twitter, all that shit. Just keep doing it because we're going to keep doing our end. Uh, Hammer, have a good fucking night, man. You too, man. Adios. Talk soon.